welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello, hello. I hope you're doing really, really well. In this episode, we're going to be chatting all about stomach acid. And you're probably thinking, this sounds like a really boring topic. What does this have to do with me? But I promise you this is going to be a super helpful episode for almost everyone. So you've probably seen those Gaviscon ads, which basically show a massive fire going on in our stomach and then Gaviscon or whatever it is comes to the rescue and neutralizes that acid. And I think that's led us to believe that we have too much stomach acid. And so we often think that too much stomach acid is the reason that we have reflux or indigestion or other digestive issues. But the truth is most people actually have low stomach acid. So I'm going to use the words stomach acid and HCL interchangeably here because they're the same thing. I just wanted to clarify that HCL is stomach acid. So Dr. Jonathan Wright studied thousands of people and he actually tested their stomach acid levels and he found that up to 90% of people with digestive issues actually had low HCL or hypochlorhydria. So many people are put on medication that neutralizes acid or suppresses acid production even more when the issue is actually low HCL. This only makes the problem worse. And while there are ways to test your stomach acid levels, I have never yet met a person who actually had their stomach acid levels checked before being given medication. I will just say sometimes these medications can be helpful in the short term because of course reflux is uncomfortable and we want to avoid doing any damage to the digestive tract. But these medications are not designed to be taken in the long term. And that's exactly what happens with so many people. They end up taking these PPIs or antacids months or years or even decades down the track. And if you opt for the Band-Aid approach and you don't actually address the root cause of low HCL, you're not going to overcome the symptoms caused by it. Now I'm going to run through some of the signs and symptoms that might suggest you have low stomach acid. First up, some of the more obvious digestive symptoms like bloating, gas, reflux and burping, along with constipation and diarrhea. Also, difficulty digesting protein. So if you feel heavy after eating protein, you feel like it's difficult to digest, or even if you have an aversion to protein, this could suggest that you have low HCL levels. The presence of SIBO and candida points to low HCL, along with low appetite, not feeling hungry at breakfast or being hungry all the time, fatigue, food sensitivities, nutritional deficiencies, including iron deficiency, undigested food in your stool, and brittle nails. So these are a wide variety of symptoms and they can be linked to lots of different things. They are non-specific, but in many cases they are linked back to low stomach acid. So what actually is stomach acid? Why is it so important? Our stomach is naturally acidic. It's designed that way. We need stomach acid to absorb many nutrients, including iron, B12, folate, zinc, and calcium. 
We also need it to digest protein, as I mentioned before. So if you have an aversion to meat or you find it hard to digest, this is probably why. I personally used to really dislike meat as a teenager. And I've since realized that it was actually because I had trouble digesting the protein. And that really made me not want to eat it, basically. And I've seen this in a lot of people who are vegan and vegetarian because they just don't enjoy eating meat. So if that's you, that's definitely something to consider. Stomach acid is also a really important part of the immune system. It kills pathogens that enter the body through the digestive tract. So if you want to survive travel in India or Bali without getting sick, Having enough stomach acid is really important. It also helps prevent bacterial and fungal overgrowth. So if you have SIBO, candida, or any sort of dysbiosis, it would definitely suggest that you have low stomach acid. And finally, stomach acid actually triggers the release of pancreatic enzymes, which help break down protein, fat, and carbs. So with all of that said, it's pretty obvious that stomach acid is really, really important. How do we actually end up with low stomach acid in the first place? Some of the most common causes of low HCL include chronic stress, medication, aging, and zinc deficiency. And these are all really common factors, so it's no wonder that low HCL or hypochlorhydria is so common. If you've experienced reflux and burning and indigestion, I'm guessing you're wondering how this can actually work when you don't have enough stomach acid. Let me explain that to you now. When you eat food, it goes through the esophagus and then into the stomach. There's a valve between the esophagus and the stomach. When our digestion isn't functioning optimally, this valve can malfunction, which means that stomach acid and other things from the stomach can flow back into the esophagus, causing reflux, burning, and indigestion. So it's not too much stomach acid that's causing the problem. It's poor digestive function and low stomach acid that is usually driving that problem. So I already mentioned the common signs and symptoms that are linked to low stomach acid. And these signs and symptoms suggest that this is something that you should look into. There are a few things that you can do to actually support your stomach acid levels. The most effective way is with HCL supplementation. And you can figure out your dose using the HCL challenge. But I highly recommend doing this under the guidance of a practitioner because it's not right for everyone. If you have reflux or burning, you're going to need to soothe and nourish your gut first. So please don't just go and take HCL supplements willy-nilly. This is really something you need to do the right way. Some other things that you can do to improve your stomach acid levels is making sure that you have enough zinc. Zinc is actually required to make stomach acid and many of us have deficiencies in zinc. So you can have your zinc levels tested or you can use the zinc taste test to figure out your zinc levels. And a couple of other things that can support your stomach acid levels include having digestive bitters before meals, adding citrus like lemon and lime to water, or you can squeeze them over salads and soups and curries and that kind of thing. And as I mentioned, one of the common reasons why we develop low HCL or hypochlorhydria in the first place is due to chronic stress. So if you're experiencing a lot of stress, you definitely want to address that in order to support your stomach acid levels as well. So taking time to get out in nature, go for walks and doing yoga and meditation and that kind of thing can really support your stress levels as well and therefore have a flow on effect to improving your stomach acid levels. 
So to recap, stomach acid is really important and low stomach acid is linked to lots of common symptoms. And remember, most people are probably experiencing low stomach acid rather than high stomach acid. This is the important takeaway that I want you to remember. I hope you found this helpful. If you have any questions you'd like to see answered on a future episode, send me a DM on Instagram. My IG name is Fran Dargaville. I would absolutely love to hear from you. And I do want to quickly let you know that I'm currently accepting new clients into my one-on-one functional nutrition program. If you want to learn more, head to frandargaville.com forward slash strategy session to book a free call with me and learn more. Have an awesome day. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.